Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Every day is like a blank page. Some people encounter the page with fear and dread. Others encounter it with potential and excitement. Hello, my name is Aubrey Baptista. At Kindred Art Therapy, you will learn to be inspired daily rather than approaching each day with fear. For more information, visit arttherapync.com to book a free 15-minute consultation. My name is Alyn Davis. I'm a counselor and coach with a compassionate heart and a wealth of experience. My mission is to help people journey towards recovery, self-discovery, and holistic well-being. As a licensed therapist in North Carolina, I've had the privilege of witnessing countless individuals break free from the grips of eating disorders, trauma, anxiety, depression, and find renewed purpose in their lives. For more information, visit alyndavis.com or click the buy button on this ad. I look forward to seeing you break free free. Welcome to Kindred, where we believe that when we recognize our interconnectedness with one another, we are able to achieve higher levels of wellness for ourselves and our communities. In this show, we explore the meaning of mental wellness and share vulnerability in order to create more inclusivity and support. Today, I'm welcoming Nina Butterfield. Nina, Thank you for joining us. Nina is the Director of Operations over at Pavilion, and I actually just met Nina just now backstage. And um, Nina, you were highly recommended by Lori, who I met over at um, the Leeds Group as part of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. So I just really wanted to extend a warm welcome to you. And Lori uh, spoke very highly about your qualifications. Um, So will you tell us more about what you do over at Pavilion? Sure. Thanks for having me, Aubrey. Um, Yes. So I'm director of operations at Pavilion. We are a dual diagnosis substance use disorder treatment center. Um, Dual diagnosis just meaning that although we prioritize substance use disorders for treatment, we also include and speak to um, mental health disorders. Um, I'm an experimental psychologist. I originally specialized in autism spectrum disorders and then moved into the um, substance use disorder field in 2012. And then I'm also an and I've worked as a psychiatric nurse uh, for the last four years until I came into this role a year ago. Mainly what I do here at Pavilion is just sort of um, managing logistics, um, programs that we use here. I do a lot of clinical work too. I complete psychological evaluations with patients who we have, um, do some educational lectures for the patients. Um, I also do some counseling here. And then um, in the last year, I've really prioritized community outreach and trying to see how Pavilion can use our sort of wealth of resources that we have um, in the addiction treatment field to extend to the community. Wow. So you're you're doing a lot in terms of mental health and addictions. Um, and so what does that outreach look like that you're talking about? The main thing that we do is we we participate in a lot of local advisory board meetings that are to do with mental health and um, substance use disorder. And we just kind of listen out for how we can be of help. One of the things we did recently uh, in the last few months, a couple of times was uh, make some donations of Narcan to Polk County DHHS to try to uh, participate in the harm reduction movement with um, the increase of fentanyl in Western Carolina. Uh, We have also just done some consulting for the advisory boards, the mental health advisory boards in Polk County, 
and um, the Substance Use Disorder Advisory Boards. Um, we do lectures in the community, uh, education lectures, uh, just to help people understand how they can achieve mental wellness and work toward that, um, educate them about physical wellness as well and how the two are interrelated. And um, sometimes we do some volunteer work as well. We, we, we participate in a lot of the Rotary and Kiwanis Club meetings um, so that we can just learn about our community and understand what the needs are. So is this your role, Nina, is, is kind of seeking out these different opportunities to share more about um, improving mental health in the community? It's part of my role. Um, yeah, even though my role is multifaceted, but it's definitely something that I'm extremely passionate about because one of the things that I that I understand about mental wellness is that early intervention, um, especially in the lives of children, is just key <clears throat> as a protective factor against the development of mental health disorders and also um, substance use disorders. So I try to promote that in my interactions in the community. What do you feel like is a barrier to that or barriers? The main barriers in Western Carolina are lack of education, um, the presence of stigma and limited resources and limited resources in terms of actual limited numbers of providers who can meet the needs of our communities. But also, you know, we have this very rural setting in Western Carolina. And so one another one of our issues that feeds into um, poor resources is just um, a lot of folks not having access to transportation. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense because it's it's a vastly spread out area. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people live on, you know, big portions of land or they live in rural rural communities um small if they are a part of a town it's a lot of times it's a small town in western carolina and they're not going to have a large hub of mental health resources so um it's definitely something that we struggle with and it's it's a pervasive topic in the in the mental health care community in western carolina well and so it's not just a lack of mental health care resources, but also that isolation breeds the loneliness that probably also informs the addiction, right? Yeah, it breeds the loneliness. It breeds the um, sense of isolation. It breeds lack of awareness about what the resources are, lack of understanding about how to access them. Um, so it, it it's pretty complex. Um, but I would say, you know, I, I don't want to... Um, draw attention away from the fact that we absolutely do have a limited number of mental health care resources in West Carolina, Western Carolina, because that is definitely a primary issue. Yeah. So with Pavilion, what are some of the ways that, like you said, you were doing community outreach. I get that. Um, yeah. What else in terms of improving the resources that people have access to? Well, we try to do a lot of grant writing. Um, recently, we were actually just successful with a grant to provide um, a self-care retreat to healthcare workers and education workers in um, in Polk County in the wake of, you know, having gone through the COVID-19 pandemic and burnout. And, you know, in the aftermath of COVID-19, we have seen an increase in mental health disorders, um, suicidality, um, completed suicides, and also in substance use disorder rates because 
you know, people were isolated during COVID. A lot of things developed during that time um, that went unnoticed because people didn't have the same access to social situations. And so we are dealing with a backlash there. And so, um, you know, we write grants, we participate in um, sort of think tanks in the communities to try to figure out ways that we can strategize improving care and increasing access to care. Uh, one of the things that I'm I've uh, just gotten approval to do is to go into the school system, the Polk County school system in the fall and provide supportive listening groups to kids, um, be able to have an opportunity to educate them about mental wellness. And really just one of the big preventative factors with, with increasing mental wellness, especially in kids, which leads into adulthood, is just um, educating them and helping them foster healthy coping skills. You know, it's just such a basic thing that we can do to help kids um, lead more healthy lifestyles overall. What are some of the, the real basics that you share with the kids and, and help give them a foundation? I'm, I'm looking for some practical things to share with people here. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, one of the major things that we talk about is emotion management. Mm -hmm. So just healthy ways to express your emotions, um, helping kids understand that uncomfortable emotions or negative emotions are completely normal and that it's okay to sit in that emotion. You don't need to try to run away from it or deny it or make a joke out of it, that it's it's actually really helpful to just allow yourself to process that emotion if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling sad. Um, teaching them things that are not harmful to them or others um, to process that emotion as well. Um, teaching them techniques uh, that help with that, like journaling or going for a walk or regrouping or finding a safe person to talk to who they can talk about their emotions with. And just letting them know, too, that it's OK to communicate our emotions, you know, that we all have these things, normalizing them, um, that it's OK to be a little unstable sometimes. So practical mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, I think that that's really helpful. And especially in a in in age where it's not always the most comfortable or the most um, cool thing to talk about your emotions, right? So normalizing that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So Nina, it sounds like you have an in incredible amount of responsibility and things that are <laughs> on your plate. And I'm wondering, like, how do you manage that personally, professionally? Like, how do you, how do you show up every day feeling good, like maintaining your own um, vitality? I appreciate that actually. Uh, yeah, it's a work. Listen, it's a work in progress. Like I, I don't come here as you know an expert who's immune from all of these issues that everybody deals with. I'm a human as well, so um, I have to be very proactive about my own self care. Um, I have three children. I'm a single mom, so um, and I'm also in school to be a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So yeah, I'm. I have a lot on my plate. Um, I make sure I get a good night's sleep. You know, I make sure that I'm practicing the things that I tell people to practice to increase their ability to, you know, um, improve their health. So I know there are many things I can do to um, in, increase the chances that I'm going to get a good night's sleep. There are lots of little basic things I can do for that. Um, understanding where my limits are and setting healthy boundaries um, with myself and with others. Uh, making sure that I eat healthy food, making sure that I, you know, stay away from substances because, you know, I mean, we we really normalize alcohol in this society, but the truth is that it, it is actually a toxin. It's a carcinogen. It damages our nerves. Um, it, it causes impairment in our brain and how we function. And so it just makes healthy living much more difficult. Um, you know, I, I try to move my body as much as I can. Um, I have a standing desk. I'm standing at it right now. So, <laughs> You know, just things like anything you can do. There are just the tiniest little things you can implement in your life 
Um, and then, you know, for me too, I communicate even with my children about my emotions. So, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm needing a break or something, I communicate that with them. And I think that, you know, they respect that. And it also sets an example at the same time. Well, I imagine too, that the way that you talk about them is about your emotions with your kids is going to be different depending on the age of the kid, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And what that's another thing I tell people, and that's a great point, is that there's always a kid-friendly way to let children know about a certain topic. Um, so, I, for instance, in the past, when I've educated children about communication styles, I relate them to animals. So I talk about like a monkey being a comedian um, and making a joke of tough emotions or like an ostrich who sticks their head in the sand, um, doesn't tries to ignore their emotions. Um, and, you know, I've told kids in the past, we want to be uh, we want to be the wise owl. You know, we want to process our emotions. We want to talk about our emotions. So even little kids as young as four, you know, can get on board with that. I really like that. I talked about it in my one of my episodes before about the the owl as my symbol. Um, and I'm like, oh, that just works so well for me, Nina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> my, my logo for the company I meant. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is... Um, what does it kind of look like uh, for you in terms of like you go into pavilion so any day could look different you have like different meetings different days like, oh yeah yes yeah. every day looks completely every day looks completely different for me um, I do participate in a lot of meetings I'm usually kind of jumping back and forth between our, our residential building where, where our patients stay and our administrative building where we have a lot of meetings and have our boardroom and things like that. Um, I participate in a professional assessment team. We offer a four-day professional assessment for licensed professionals like physicians, nurses, and lawyers who are suspected of having a substance use disorder. So I play a significant role in that team. Um, some, some mornings I go down and do an educational lecture um, for the patients on a certain topic. We have a lot of different relevant topics that we present to them here. And a couple of the ones that I do are family, like the importance of family culture and how addiction affects family culture. Um, right now we're getting ready to launch a new um, electronic medical record system and I'm the project lead on that. So at the moment, uh, those meetings are taking up a lot of my time. Um, and I can't say that that's my favorite work, but yeah, every day here is, is different for my role. Yeah, I am in agreement with you. I would not enjoy that role, but it sounds necessary, right? But it's not the most fun. Yeah, it truly is necessary, you know, and I think when you get it right, it really helps the whole team function more efficiently and happily. So it's important, but we're definitely we're definitely in the thick of it with that at the moment. And that's another thing too, is, you know, when you're going through these super tough times in life, it's just important to recognize, hey, I'm right in the middle of something really intense right now. Be willing to acknowledge that, give yourself a pat on the back and understand that it's going to pass, you know? Yeah. And it, it, the other thing that comes to mind for me is that you have this really big mission. It looks like, like, helping the community. It's similar to mine, right? Helping the community and building uh, mental wellness, uh, within the community and and it's so big and broad and it's not like you're just going to fix it overnight so there's a absolute battle right yeah it actually took us a solid year even just to establish ourselves in the community as a means of support for the community mm -hmm. so that's another thing i've had to check in with myself about and just remind myself that it is you know you have to be patient and you have to just keep moving forward don't let the setbacks discourage you and you know just keep your eye on the next step not so much the horizon because sometimes that can get overwhelming 
Well, that's what I was curious about. Or like, what are some goals or markers that you're looking at in terms of improvements that you're hoping to affect? Well, I'd like to be a part of increasing the um, mental health uh, opportunities and resources in Polk County. I'm, I'm, I grew up in Polk County, so I'm very passionate about, um, you know, contributing to my community in a healthful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as a healthcare provider and a mental health care provider, I'm also acutely aware of the fact that I have access to so many more resources than most people do who are not in this profession. And I want to share that with them because, like I said, you know, access to education and information is the key towards mental wellness. So um, my, my goals really are just to keep doing things that, that contribute to an increase in mental wellness in our communities in our communities. So for you, it's about just being being in as many educational opportunities in the community as possible. Yes, that's absolutely right. And just trying to look for opportunities and ways that I can connect people, um, that I can support people who are trying to who have the same goals that we can collaborate to, because, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, certain entities or organizations will, will be sort of one track minded about their own goals. But, you know, the truth is that we can't we have to do this together. It takes a village. So always looking for opportunities for collaboration with like minded entities and organizations as well. Yeah, it sounds like they had they found a good person for their director of operations because it sounds like what you need to be able to do is carry many hats and look at things from many perspectives. Yes, I'm one of my great strengths is I'm just the ultimate multitasker. So (laughs) and I care. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah, the multitasker who cares. Yeah, because there's a lot of clinicians in this field who really just want to do the clinical work, but it sounds like you also have an eye for the social work for like the business side of things as well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay, Nina. Well, um, where can people find out more information about you if they're looking for you for Pavilion? How do we find more about you? Yeah, so you can you can always um, look us up online. Our website is www.pavilion.org. And pavilion is the French word for pavilion. So it's spelled P-A-V-I-L-L-O-N. And, you know, we, in addition to our residential treatment programs, we also offer a completely virtual um, intensive outpatient program that is has really helped with um, accessibility for people. So, um I have my bio is listed on there. My contact information is on there. And I welcome anyone to reach out if they have any ideas for collaboration or if there are any way that we can, they think we can contribute to the community. Okay. Yeah. So for anybody listening today, um, this is bizradio.us. You can find us on the internet using that web address, bizradio.us. And um, be sure to like and subscribe on social media. Thanks again, Nina. Thanks so much for your time, Aubrey. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.